Hey, what's up, guys? This is H from the Comeback Sports Podcast, and this is Season 4, Episode 8. Joining me today is returning guest, Todd. Todd, how's it going? Things are great, man. Things are great. Uh, I mean, here in the Midwest, winter always sucks, but it's good to find things like this to do on a nice cold day in Iowa. Yeah, that's right. You can't ask for a better holiday than a cold, below-zero weekend on Christmas. Yeah, definitely cannot. But, I mean, you know... It's not all about that. It's about family, friends, and making the most of what you can. That is true. Um, for today's episode, we're going to be chatting about a few football topics and a little bit of soccer. And Todd actually brought this up himself, but he wants to talk about dating. So stick around. It's going to get juicy. Get a little spicy today, guys. We'll get a little spicy. We'll see if we get to that and what happens from there. Right. To start off the episode... Breaking news, this came out today. Today is December 27th. J.J. Watt from the Arizona Cardinals announced his retirement. It was a a Twitter tweet of him and his wife and newborn saying it was his newborn first game and it was his last home game ever in the NFL. So that right there is indication that after the season, J.J. Watt will no longer be playing in the NFL so, Todd, what was your reaction when you heard the news? I mean, I'm not super surprised about it, AJ. It's something where he's got a family to really worry about at this time. I mean, with the Cardinals especially. I don't really see the Cardinals really developing a ton within the next few years. So, I mean, are we going to see the Cardinals in the Super Bowl in the next two to three years? Probably not. I feel like they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack kind of team for, I don't know, the next few seasons unless they start to tank and get some young draft picks, kind of like what happened with the Jets this season. Is sure the Jets didn't do amazing this year. I mean, they did lose their number one running back and one of their best offensive players, Brees Hall, this season. But it's something where you can see when these teams tank and have time to develop that they're going to start to do good things when they get these young guys coming in. Um, yeah, I think when J.J. arrived to Arizona, it was almost kind of like Super Bowl or bust because Kyler Murray was emerging as the superstar, but things kind of took a left turn to where he got injured. I think it was an ACL torn. Um, he got injured in the middle of the season, and kind of their playoff hopes definitely disappeared because they're currently eliminated from the playoffs, and I don't know what's going to be expected for next season. Um, other than just kind of getting some draft picks and kind of rebuilding a little bit. So I think maybe in J.J.'s eyes, they don't. he doesn't know if he's going to reach a Super Bowl and he doesn't want to risk himself either. And what I mean by that is I found out today that J.J. actually suffers from sort of heart-related problems. Um, he had to be shocked back. Like his heart rhythm was off, off beat and he had to be shocked back into the correct rhythm. So I think that also plays a huge role in terms of his decision to retire. It's just he has the uncertainty with his heart condition, and it could be a long, bumpy road to get to where he would like to be with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like we said before, it's not really worth the risk. You know, risk-to-reward ratio isn't that high for him at this time, and I didn't know about his heart issues, and if I was in his shoes, I'd probably do the same exact thing. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm a fan of JJ and both, and all the three brothers, because there's mm-hmm. JJ, Derek, and TJ Watt. Um, I would say TJ is definitely going to be more in the conversation now that JJ's out of the league. 
But either way, those two brothers, I mean, no offense to Derek, but those guys are unstoppable defensive forces on the field. Definitely feel bad to be a Derek in this situation. <laughs> well, you can't have it all, right? Nah, man. I mean, you're still in the NFL. You're making millions of dollars. I mean, you can't really complain too much, but it would suck to show up at Thanksgiving dinner and be like, JJ, how you doing? TJ, how you doing? Oh, what's up, Derek, man? Like, <laughs> they'd be like, so what you guys been up to? And Derek tries to pipe in. They're probably like, shut up, Derek. Come on, dude. We want to hear TJ and JJ talk about stuff, not you. He's probably the frowned upon child in the family, to be honest with you. Would you say the same could happen, could be happening with the um, the Manning brothers? Hey, man, I would probably say the same. I'm a Giants fan myself, so I have a little biased situation there. But I would say Eli and Payne definitely get a lot more respect. That's for sure. Um, versus um, the I, other brother. Um, you know, I, honestly can't I don't remember. even remember his name, to be honest. It's I, sad because I don't remember his name, but I remember – I know his son's name because his son just committed to University of Texas, and he's okay. supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in his class. Um, it's Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm such a bad football fan if I don't know the third Manning brother. I mean, you don't really need to at this point. It hasn't really shown. I mean, shoot, I mean, Eli and Payne had their own freaking, like, commentary show for, like, football and stuff so it's yeah i have seen the whole family in like a sports betting show I'm, excuse me a, a sports betting um um advertisement on tv so it's not like the brothers just completely shunned out of the spotlight he's still part of it i mean they live separate lives outside of football and it's, it's you know like when they can't put the third brother on tv because it's like okay like we have no idea who this guy is i would say a lot of people don't i mean Huge football fans would probably know who he is, but it's just something where it's like, why? Who is this? Why is he on our show? Like, yeah, it is Cooper Manning. I just looked it up. Cooper Manning. Yeah, I would have never guessed that in a yeah, million years. That's for sure. The dad is Archie Manning. Yeah. And then Peyton, Eli, Cooper, and then now the grandson, who is Cooper's son, is Archie, who's going to Texas. Archie, Archie Junior, or something. I guess. I mean, well, Grandpa. He named after his grandpa. That's cool, man. That's yeah. Cool. All right, uh, let's see. Should we transition over to more NFL stuff, particularly the playoff predictions? So I'm going to open up the current standings of kind of who's already in and who's kind of on the hunt. Uh, let's start the AFC first, Todd, and then we'll go to the NFC since sure. that's kind of our conference. We'll save it for last. Definitely. But I'll kind of read off the current playoff spots for the AFC. The one seed is the Buffalo Bills. They have clinched it. Um, actually, no, maybe they haven't clinched it. They clinched the division, followed by the Chiefs, who are the two seed. They've also clinched their division. Then the thir- third seed is the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Chargers, who clinched it last night against the Indianapolis Colts, which is a very ugly game to watch. But in the hunt is Jacksonville, Miami Dolphins. In the bubble is the Patriots, Jets, Titans, Steelers, and I guess the Raiders, I don't think they're going to make it, but those are the remaining teams left. So let's kind of start with the teams that are in the hunt. Um, Jacksonville and the Dolphins, what do you think so far? I think Jacksonville looks good. These last five, six games, like, got a high-powered offense. They're another team that got a lot of draft picks and have a young elite crew right now. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is really starting to fill into that role. I just kind of depends, like, 
Is it Trevor Lawrence who's going to show up and fumble the ball five times in one game, or is it Trevor Lawrence who's going to score four touchdowns, rush for a hundred plus yards, and throw four and you know get three hundred passing yards? It just yeah, kind of depends who shows up that day. Yeah, put the microphone a little closer. Too. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, Trevor Lawrence is definitely cold. I've been telling Todd this for about a week or two, especially since I picked him up in fantasy when Lamar Jackson went down. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is emerging to what he really is, the number one overall pick. He was the number one quarterback high school prospect, and now he's he was the number one NFL draft pick, and he's looking like that now. Some people could probably say, I think most people could say, that Urban Meyer definitely stunned his NFL growth because that was his first coach into the NFL, and Urban Meyer was fired shortly after his season started. I mean, they were just a laughing stock and – it probably didn't make Trevor Lawrence look that good as a player because they probably just didn't know what he was doing. But now they have Doug Peterson, who was the Super Bowl champion um, for the with the Eagles as the head coach, into the picture. And now Doug is starting to kind of create this team that is, as we can see, in the hunt for the playoffs. And as a result, Trevor Lawrence has fully submerged to being what he's supposed to be. He can run. He can pass. He has a statue. It's probably almost similar to kind of like a Carson Wentz kind of build. And and Doug Pearson's probably familiar with that kind of type of player, just having all the intangibles in terms of size and athleticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. It's something where I, watching his rookie year, you know, I wasn't too sure about the kid, but I think in the next few seasons he's somebody that can turn out to be a really good quarterback. It just depends what he's going to do in the off season. Yeah. Um. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? You know, maybe, you know, they're first in the AFC South right now. And right behind them is the Titans. Um, so do I think the Titans are better than Jacksonville? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I mean, Derrick Henry's an unstoppable force, but overall, like, yeah, Jacksonville seems a little bit more sound. Yeah, I'm with you there. Overall picture, I mean, they're kind of in another similar situation as far as Tennessee goes with having a young receiving core. So it's something where they don't have A.J. Brown anymore to rely on. They don't really have, like, a star that's going to emerge, like, in a clutch situation. But I do think Tennessee is a solid team still. So it's it's going to be a close one between those two. Mm-hmm. Um. And then transitioning to the next spot, which is the Miami Dolphins sitting at seventh in the hunt. So last week they lost to the Packers, and it has been announced that Tua is under concussion protocol, not for the first time, but the second time this season. So the Dolphins, to me, are the are kind of in a very sticky situation where it's crunch time and their quarterback is not their quarterback at the moment. So I'm, I'm not certain that the Dolphins will make the playoffs for the final two weeks. Yeah, um, without Tua, I just don't see it being viable. I mean, Tua's a a hard runner. He's somebody that's willing to like take hits at any time, but at the same time, like he's got to take care of himself. His biggest issue was going back into plays super hard right when he got back from protocol. And without him, like I mean, Tyreek's gonna burn anybody. And even with like a backup QB, a third string QB, he's still gonna get his reps in. But as a team, like, Tua throwing three interceptions in the last game, giving the game away to the Packers, it's just something where it's like 
you can see how this team can just crumble and you know in any situation and let's be honest i know you're a packers fan so you're probably not going to be a fan of me saying this <laughs> but it's something where the packers just aren't the packers anymore they're not that this season they're just an average team like aaron Rodgers has a lot of people he didn't work with in the past and they just don't have a lot of options like they used to i love that christian watson kid but i mean that's just not the same as it used to be yeah and we'll probably get more into that when we talk with the nfc um but in terms of the remaining teams, like we got the Patriots and the Jets, do they have a chance of taking one of those spots away? Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be tough. I'd love to see the Jets get in there just because of all the crap they used to get and how bad they used to be for so long. And plus, like I said, New York Giants fan here. So I'd love to see three New York teams make the playoffs. But they, they've worked really hard this season. They really have. And – I could see them potentially, but after I saw the Jaguars just destroy them, holding the three points, it's something where I don't think it's going to be viable without Mike White. I love Mike White. I love how he plays. He makes stuff happen. He's just super injury prone, so I just Mm -hmm. don't know if it's going to be a thing. Yeah, it took a while for Mike White to be cleared, and he had to go to 10 different doctors to get cleared for week 16, but they didn't clear him, so... Zach Milson had to play, and he didn't do so well. So they put the third-string guy, and I didn't even know who the third-string guy was. I think his last name was Strebler. Oh, he was killing it, man. He was, he was doing better, and he had I, those cool cleats too. Dude, they were like skateboarding cleats. They looked like he was wearing some Nike skateboarding shoes. I, I thought it was, honestly. That guy, Ryan, he runs hard. He just can't really throw. They would have Honestly, they would have scored a touchdown if he didn't underthrow uh, Uzuma. So it's something mm-hmm. where it's just like – they, they just don't have a QB. Without a QB, it's it's hard to win games. That's right. Solid defense, though. Their defense has really stepped it up this season, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, should we transition to the NFC now? Yeah, we could. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so looking at the current spots, um, the Eagles have clinched the one, se- the one seed, and they also clinched the playoffs, followed by the Vikings, the 49ers, the Cowboys – and then in the hunt are the Buccaneers, Giants, Washington football team. And on the bubble are Seattle Seahawks, Lions, Packers, Carolina Panthers, and the Saints. Let's start with the teams that are in the hunt. And right now we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are first in the NFC South. And they have the lo- the, the lowest record of the, of the playoff spots, as in – because you got like the Eagles are three and two, the Vikings are twelve and three, and then you got Tampa Bay that's seven and eight, and they are currently first in their division. And I was telling Todd about this is that Tom Brady knew exactly what he was doing when he went to Tampa Bay. Sure, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's their nickname, but he knew damn well that division is trash, and it's going to be trash for as long as he's going to be there. So it was going to be an easy route versus going to somewhere like I don't know, like. Chicago or Fort or the 49ers so that's kind of what I thought was a key decision when he a key reason to why he made his decision to go to Tampa Bay a few years ago yeah I just can't stand him he's a good player don't get me wrong he, he deserves everything he's worked for but he's just a baby and a big thing too is like a lot of these roughing the passer calls this year have driven me crazy just because so many are on Tom Brady and it just looks so bad sometimes and it just makes me 
root against the Buccaneers more and more, even though I'm not supposed to be biased, but Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna play the Carolina Panthers, I think, this week. And they're second in the division. I mean, how the Panthers played last week, I still I don't know. I just don't think the Buccaneers are that good. I mean, they should be so much better than what they are with what they have. I mean, they have one of the best receiving cores in my mind, and they have a big, strong running back, and they have a running back who can catch the ball and run too. So I I don't really see what they're missing. I don't know why their record is as bad as it is, but maybe I'm just looking – I'm not looking in between the lines somewhere. Yeah, there's a, definitely a lot of, like, disconnect within this team is what I'm sensing, uh, especially with, like um, – I would say Mike Evans – like I feel like Mike Evans is not fully used mm-hmm. in comparison to some of the other dynamic duos in college. I mean, in NFL football, like it, there just seems to be like there are times where either Evans is open or just runs the complete wrong route. Kind of similar to what I see with Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard sometimes, where like it just doesn't click for them, and you'll see the frustration on Tom's face. Like he's been yelling at his team way more often this year versus the previous year. So yeah. I think like they have all the pieces, they're just not connecting all the pieces, right? Did that turn off? Yeah, it, it overheated. So we'll finish this segment. We'll take a quick break. Gotcha. Cool. Just want to make sure. Yeah, happens all the time. Usually after like twenty minutes, it just overheats and then I restart. Okay. Okay. I just I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. 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 Guess we can talk about your Giants right now. They're in the sixth seed and they are third in the NFC East behind the Eagles and the Cowboys. If you would have told me the NFC East was going to be a strong division after last year, I would have probably laughed in your face. But <laughs> I just love what we did this season. I mean, I think we choked a lot of games that we probably could have put away. Our secondary is fantastic this season. Our run defense is trash, I will say that, and that's kind of what killed us a lot and giving up yards. And I mean, our biggest thing is a lot of injuries this year. And we have a really young receiving core, just no stars. A lot of guys that put in work, get them reps in and do what they can. But it's going to be a close one for them. And we got to clutch out like last week when we played the Vikings, give up a 61-yard field goal. That's tough. But it's just those close games tying the Washington football team is another issue for us that's keeping them within the hunt as well. So it's just something where we got to close out this next game, and if we can do that, I think we'll have a strong chance of making it. Yeah, um, it's going to be tough, but you're right. I never would have thought the NFC East would be one of the most winningest divisions within the NFL. Like, it doesn't happen very often to where uh, a division has three teams, potentially four teams, in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I've... I don't even know if that's ever happened, to be honest. If four teams made the playoffs, I think that's crazy. That would be absolutely insane. Yeah, because th- it's kind of similar to what I saw with um, the NFC West last year where you had the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers in the playoffs. That's pretty much what we're seeing right now at the NFC East. Yeah, yeah. It's got some strong football within – than FC this year, so it's it's good to see because usually AFC is pretty dominant or it was in the past. So mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see who really steps it up in these last games. You know. So 
do you think you'll see do you think there's a scenario where washington is out but the giants are in or other way around are you talking about if washington makes it instead of the giants yeah you know they who they play this who's washington play this week uh i could check real quick it's gonna come down to matchups honestly I think we're a game up right now. And I feel like an idiot. I said Washington football team earlier. I meant to say Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. They're playing the Browns, and they're playing the Cowboys to finish off the season. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it maybe top the Browns. Browns have been struggling a lot, but there's no way they touch the Cowboys. Cowboys are a solid team this season. I mean, they just beat the Eagles, even though Eagles didn't have Jalen Hurts. They Solid defense, a team that puts up a ton of points, and I just don't think that Washington has the caliber to put up that many points to yeah. finish the season out. And I think the Giants do what they do best, play defense, squeak away with these wins. Like we're we're game up on Washington, and we have if we went divisional record, we have one win, one tie, so we'd be up on them if we somehow tie our record. So I think we have a solid chance of being put over Washington. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking too optimistic for the Commanders. Yeah, it'd be tough for them to squeeze it in. But the crazy thing about sports is, you know, that's all sports are about is craziness and chaos. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, transitioning over to the bubble, let's say Giants are in, and then Washington is not in. And instead, these one of these on the bubble teams squeezes in. So we got Seattle Lions and Packers. And in terms of the Packers side of things, because there's so many losses in their favor last week, all they have to do is win out and they're guaranteed a spot. And within that route, they have to beat the Vikings and then beat Detroit. Those are two teams they lost to the beginning of the season. But on the optimistic side of things, both of those games are in Lambeau Field, which is where Green Bay hosts their games. Do I think they have a shot? In terms of kind of making it into the playoffs, there's always a possibility when the baddest man on the planet plays in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. He makes it work with a broken thumb or broken whatever. It doesn't matter. So there's always a chance that he's on the field. I would say, as of now, Packers are favored to beat the Vikings next week. Vikings are 11-0 and on close game matchups, and the spread is minus three. That makes me nervous, but at the same time, I don't. I bet my money on Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins. But I'd also be more confident I had Devontae Adams instead of rookie receivers, while Justin Jefferson has the case for the MVP. That's, that's playing with Kirk Cousins. But... I can't recall the last time the Vikings have swept the Packers, though. I think maybe 2017. I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think this is going to be the week that slips up for them. And Packers will take care of the Lions. So I think Packers will take that spot. Yeah. Uh, might have to disagree. I mean, I like I said, I think it would be possible. But those freaking Vikings, I can't stand them. But they know how to close a game out. They know how to win. Do I think they'll take that into the the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl? I definitely don't think that because once they play a team with that's solid, has a strong offense and defense, I think they're just going to get dominated. I think they lose first round. 
But right now, they're clutch. I'll give them that. Kirk Cousins isn't bad. I'd be scared of the Lions, too. Yeah, probably one, one of the, the best offensive, yeah. <laughs> offensive teams. Defense is horrible, but they can if they're on, man, they're a scary team. They upset a lot of teams this year, and they put up a ton of points. So it's something if the Packers aren't ready to outscore them, then they're going to be in for a rough day. But it is at Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers is known to be super clutch. So it's, you know, it could happen, but it's going to all start with this Vikings game. Yeah. I guess we have to get to the first step before we talk about the second step. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Amen. So is there a chance for Seattle then? Like I said before, I mean, everybody has a chance at this point, but it's just who I see more realistically out of other player or other teams and I would say it'd be harder for Seattle to make it versus I think the Lions have a better chance. I think the Packers have a better chance, but it's possible, man. It just depends who wants it more at the end of the day. I mean, as a former athlete, it's just something all these teams, all of them are professional athletes. Yeah. So we, I've seen, I mean, Houston's a great example. Houston has been playing out of their mind these last couple games. They've played against the Chiefs, played against the Cowboys, and they're within a score of each game, especially against the Cowboys. They were up to the last, like, minute of the game and choked it. So it's they threw an interception, and the Cowboys capitalized on the last drive and won the game. But it's, it's scary to see how – Houston's really stepping up so it just shows you if a team that's what are they like 113 and 1 or something something stupid like that where the record's terrible but as a professional athlete like it just takes the right team to show up on the right day to get a win yeah matchups are important for sure Mm -hmm. all right um let's take a break uh this has been good and we'll transition over to our next topic um, which we'll, eh, we'll briefly talk about this, but we'll talk about the firing of Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos. So stay tuned for more. All right, now we're back from our break. Um, how are we feeling today, Todd? Feeling great, man. That's good. A little coffee all day, get a little energy pump, you know. Got to hit the gym on lunch, my lunch break, so can't complain too much. Yeah, you need to keep the microphone. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> that's Damn, now you're too loud, sorry, bro. Sorry, my bad. My Pay attention bad. to this green light. This will tell you if you're in the clear or not. Hey, man, I run red lights. I don't know what green lights are. Obviously. All right, Um, so we're <laughs> going to talk about another hot topic, which is the firing of Nathaniel Hackett. Um, Nathaniel Hackett was the head coach for the Denver Denver Broncos, and after a disappointing loss to the L.A. Rams on Christmas Day, where, where literally Patrick Starr roasted Russell Wilson after he threw um, a pick in the middle of the game. Um, it can't get any worse than that, honestly. They fired Nathaniel Hackett, and interesting note that I got from the firing was the general manager, George Pacton, said, I don't think we made a coaching move based on Russ. That wasn't what it was all about. It's not why we're getting a new coach to turn around Russ. It's about the entire organization. It's not whether Russ is fixable or not. We believe he is. We do. It's a very interesting quote because it's like he knows, the general manager knows Russ is the problem, but in his eyes he thinks it's a coaching problem that's causing the Russ problem. But the thing about Russ is they paid him this 
super mega deal to be the guy. It's almost like they're treating him as like he's like a under some rookie contract, but he's he's not. No, I mean with that amount of money, you can't consider that a rookie contract. It's 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 hard to say who's really at fault at this. I mean, Russ has been play, playing really bad, but I think it comes down to the coaching at the end of the day. When you have a team, because it's not it's not all about Russ. Sure, Russ could be making a lot more plays, but I mean, I will say this: their defense defense is really solid too. They've I mean, watching a Denver Broncos game is like watching paint dry most days because, <laughs> dude, it's they scored 10 points maybe max a game. I mean, I think they had one game where they scored 24, which was incredible to me. Russ did well fantasy football. I decided to keep him because he got 27 points, and then after that he was dud sown city over here. So it's something where I think he really needs to step up. They have a lot of young players, like another – receiving core you got Cortland Sutton you got Jaron Judy it's just like why are we not scoring more why are we not making plays I know they lost their running back torn ACL beginning of the year Javante Williams is supposed to be a stud as well Sharon reps with Melvin Gordon I mean I think I mean they cut Melvin Gordon anyways but it's it's time to make new moves within that organization I think this is a great start for them to have a fresh perspective get somebody else in and maybe see if the real issue was the coaching. Yeah, and part of being a coach is when these adversities happen, such as injury or cutting players, you still have to find a way to make it work in the middle of the season. Um, You have great coaches. Like An example I would say is Kyle Shanahan. That man has dealt with injuries as long as he's been a coach for the 49ers, and the 49ers are always in contention for the playoffs. Definitely. Because the office – and the head coach, they just know how to adjust. And it just doesn't sound like the Broncos know how to adjust to these adversities, and especially when their defense didn't show up. Because I've never seen the defense allow that many points. So it just exposed the team even more of how bad they are once their strength is gone for a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, 49ers too, other than sealing McCaffrey in the middle of the season this year, like, they – I mean – who I mean Debo Samuels could be considered a star but like who have they really had in these last few seasons where it's like okay the 49ers are stacked yes they have great defensive players and they have a great defense but it's just like they get stuff done they know how to finish games and I'll tell you what I was surprised to see their record this season and how well they've really done so it's something that's manageable I I went in here thinking the Broncos were going to kill it and They've been nothing but disappointing to me. I mean, like I said before, it, you can't play defense all game. If you play defense all game, you're just you're gonna lose. Yeah, I was uh, talking with my brother-in-law Ethan, who's been on the show a few times. He's a Seattle fan, and like him and I, like we always be sending each other tweets of like tweets making fun of Russell Wilson. I was telling him like, you know what, man? To be honest, like when we send each other these tweets, it's almost like your homie breaks up with a girl, and you just let the homie know that, oh, she's not doing so hot at the moment. You, you lucked out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's very true, man. That's very true. I I mean, I guess that's the way I'd want to know. Yeah, because, like, I'm sure Seattle fans are very happy with the outcome has been because – Paid off for them. For yeah, sure. paid off for them. Geno Smith turned out to be a, a great a great addition. Um, 
Drew Locke didn't do anything, but still, like they had, they used those picks. Mm-hmm. They they got uh, Tariq Woolen, who is considered a great defensive piece that was from that draft. So yeah, it worked out pretty nice for Seattle. Yeah, I I will say that Geno Smith has really stepped it up this year. I mean, especially getting shit on so much for his whole career yeah. with the Jets and everybody else he's played with. It's just it's it's awesome to see someone work so hard to get to the spot he's at. And he's he's done a great job. So hats off to Geno Smith this season. Hats off. Um how about we uh, talk a little bit about soccer? Um, the reason I want to bring up soccer is because Todd here went to Qatar for the World Cup. He was there for at least a week? Eight days. Eight days? Eight days, yes, sir. Tell me about it. Well, first off, it's football, technically, but, you know, being part of being an American, it's something where it's hard to call it football because we already have American football, so it's confusing. So I know when I went to the games, everybody else was calling it that. And, I mean – it was a great experience, AJ. It really was. It's just, it was like a melting pot within one community where you get to meet so many different people from all around the world. But I'll tell you what, those soccer fans are crazy. I thought football fans were crazy. American football fans, Argentinians, they don't play around. These guys are cheering the whole game. They're waving their hands. They're singing on the freaking at the freaking train station like they're hyped all the time like you know i thought i could go to a football game sorry soccer game sit there watch the game nah i had to stand up the whole game when argentina played mexico just because these dudes were non-stop i guess in argentina they don't have stands there they don't have seats like they literally stand everywhere and they don't shut up sorry argentina it's a great job on the win but yeah i mean Coming back, you were definitely like so thrilled um, that you got to experience that. I'm happy for you because like not people get that opportunity, and so it's good. You, it's good that you took a chance on it. And he's like, all right, sure, it's a little pricey, but when am I going to get a chance to go overseas to watch something that I enjoy doing and watching? So I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, and then just like the overall outcome of the World Cup, just was really awesome. Um, the whole story of kind of like how messy and Argentina won the World Cup is almost like kind of out of a movie or like a documentary like it was like the perfect setup for that sort of thing since he's he has said he's not going to return for another World Cup yeah he's getting to that age I believe he's 34 now and you know at most any soccer fan knows the World Cup is every four years so it was you know at the bottom of my heart I wish the best between him and Ronaldo even though Ronaldo ended up not playing as much as he probably wanted to within that World Cup. Got benched a lot, didn't see PT like Messi. Messi played 90 minutes plus every single game. But it's something where you, it's hard to find two talents like that within one generation. And just watching them both at that World Cup was insane. And then going to the finals, up 2-0 on France, and France coming back to make it, probably one of the best games that I watched on. I, I didn't get to see the final live. That would have been insane. But watching that game on TV was probably the best soccer game I've ever seen. It was just craziness all around. And just you could see how much these guys were dogging each other. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anything else before we transition to the final topic? If you guys have an opportunity and you've never left the country – you got to do it. You really do. It's just meeting all these different people 
and learning about them it's just a whole different experience so i definitely recommend that upon our viewers here probably be like five so our our five viewers get your ass out the country and risk it for once all right i'm looking at you all right <laughs> all right uh thanks todd for coming in to talk about sports but let's talk about non-sports because this show touches on both topics so Sweet. Todd brought this up because um, today me and Todd worked from home together in his basement and we're, we're brainstorming like okay we want to talk about he's like does that have to be all sports like no I can talk about non-sports he brought up this idea of talking about um, dating tips uh, so Todd what do you have for me I'll chime in when, when I am needed I guess dating tips huh <laughs> so this segment I feel like is going to be a very light hearted segment for both of us I mean, for our five viewers out there that we just shouted out, both AJ and myself are single at this time, and we've both gone through some pretty tough situations. So we're not exactly relationship gurus by any means, and I'm sure our viewers could give us some great advice ourselves. But um, I would say as far as tips goes, is, and I learned when I just got out of my three-year-long relationship is, when you get back into dating, the first and biggest thing is you got to be yourself right off the jump. It's something where if you try to pretend to be someone else, you try to be more formal than what you actually are. I'll tell you what, I'm super vulgar. I talk a lot of shit. And I want to transition that into whoever I meet because my next goal is to find that long-term thing. So it's something where if you're not being yourself, you're just going to end up hurting yourself later down the road because you're going to get lost. And I'm sure AJ can kind of touch base with those feelings as well. Um, yeah, he has a point because, like, end of the day, like, you're just doing yourself a disservice if you're not being who you really are. And if they don't – if they – if you show that, the worst that could happen is, you know, they're not feeling you the same way. And think of it as, like, a blessing in disguise because then that's just – it just saves kind of the trouble for the long run if you already reveal who you are as a person and it just doesn't work out right off the bat. And that's okay because there's going to be someone that does like you for who you are. Um, so that is a good point. And to kind of add on to what my my tips are in terms of my relationship experiences is that um, you had to make sure you're ready yourself too. You don't want to rush into something that you're not comfortable or ready for yet. Um, because in the, the day, like you got to, you got to enjoy the process. You got to enjoy the journey. You have to be comfortable be with yourself and that's how you can be comfortable showing yourself to other people and it may it may take let's say you get our relationship it may take you a few weeks could take you a few months or might even take you longer than that and that's okay because there's more to life than dating and that is kind of making sure that you are happy with your own self and enjoying life to the fullest preach brother amen amen yeah definitely i think another key thing to look out for us especially for us fellas out there is the simp to pimp ratio <laughs> you can be uh, a simpson or you can be a pimpson but i think what's great is if you can find that happy median between <laughs> the both because it's hard to go out there it's hard to get back into things and if you just full send it i mean it might work sometimes with some girls it just depends on what kind of girl you're really going after but in my personal experience is, yes, you want to be nice, but you can't be that nice guy. If you're really going for a girl, I, girls, I, I, you know, if we have women viewers, 
hit us in the comments below if we're incorrect, but you, you're looking for a little bit of a flair. You're looking for something a little spicy. Like you don't want to just be complimented all the time or just like being giving gifts and all that stuff. But it's it's nice to get to know somebody and have that playful back and forth of like, you know, like I said, a little shit talking here, but then at the end of the day, you guys know where you're at and can build off of that. But my fellas out there, man, don't be a pimp either. Nobody likes a two-timing going after every single girl either. Like if you're going for something serious, lock that lady down. You got to lock her down because at the end of the day, if you're like us, 28, single, we don't have time to waste on, you know, people that are going after multiple people. And that goes both ways, men and women. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Anything else you want to add? Um, I guess, like, you know, I have – I think we could talk about dating all day. I mean, we do at work sometimes, but it's something like – and I, I don't want to speak for AJ's podcast, but if it's something that they might like – about this kind of segment i think we kind of just do like a little test today and if you guys like it you know say something in the comments i'm sure at least five people will say something we're looking for at least five <laughs> you can get us five we're on the right track we'd love six though let's get us the six comments by the end of this video and it can be you know whatever you guys want if it hates us loves us not a thing to do if you guys ask like so uh What's the weather like? I guess that works, man. Let's get us six comments. Hey, man. All feedback is appreciated. Well, Todd, I think we can uh, close today's episode. Uh, thanks again for wanting to to do this. Um, we haven't done an episode together in a long time, but since I'm in town for the holidays, hey, why not Why not get one in? Um, so, yeah, appreciate you coming in. We'll have to do this again. Um, so to the viewers for watching, the five viewers, Thanks again for watching, <laughs> and make sure to like, subscribe, and share this content with a friend. Every little bit helps. Um, I will see you guys in the next episode. Happy holidays, and take care.